You're barbecuing your gas. Hello. <laughs> Episode 37 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. Brian here. Kara. And today we're back to not having a specific topic. So we're just going to try to BS you for a while <laughs> and see if it works out. Yeah. Uh, we usually start with stuff that's happening around the farm. Maybe you care. So maybe you don't. Maybe you don't, but that's what you're getting. You downloaded this, and that's your punishment. You're going to have to learn all kind of stuff about our farm. So I actually got some time to drive the tractor. It's surprisingly easy to get our tractor. It's a subcompact tractor. If you care about John Deere models, it's a 1025R. It's got a little bucket on the front, and... I could put attachments on the back if I wanted to, if I had money for attachments. Uh, I just use it for snow removal and for removing compost around. And I haven't been able to because of all the rain and the mud. So it was nice to actually move some compost around. Um, surprisingly easy to get it into the back because the goats all run away when I turn the engine on. Except the chickens. The chickens don't care. The chickens will actually get in my way as I'm driving it. And I, I have to slow down, and they get out of the way when I get to them, but they they cut it way too close. Makes me nervous. But the ducks and goats and sheep run away. Um, we actually have another guy thinking of coming to get some of the compost. This happens with goat farms a lot. You end up with the bedding. The bedding is just piled up, and we don't even have it bad. Uh, I mean, Coppertail Farm... Last time we were there picking up goats. Yeah, it was pretty high. But we got three separate piles, so if it was all in one pile, it'd be... It'd be a little higher. Bad. But I, I suspect Coppertail has a larger tractor, because that was much higher than I could possibly make with our tractor. Oh, yeah. And they got a lot more goats. Yeah. And they have people that come get that stuff and just take it away. They'll, they'll compost it on their property. They just want the material. And... It works out for everybody. We don't have to... I mean, conceivably, we could compost it and then sell it by the bag, but that's kind of yet another job. Yeah. And we don't want to go through all that. We just want to make... We want it to go away. So if it goes to somebody else's farm and actually helps them, that's... Everybody wins. So this, this guy that Kara's been in contact with is miraculously going to bring his own tractor, it sounds like. Yeah, I believe so. He li lives nearby, so I'm assuming he's going to drive his tractor with a trailer attached and do it that way. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we don't know what he's going to do. Um, but if he shows up on a weekday, it's tough for me to load him up because i got to work. You know? But if he brings his own tractor, then great. But how big is the trailer? Can you have the tractor and the stuff on it at the same time? I mean... How does all that work? Maybe he's got more than one tractor? Well, I think he's going to drive his tractor here with the trailer attached. Oh, when you said that, I thought you meant, I honestly thought you meant a truck with a trailer attached and the, tra the tractor was going to be on the trailer. You mean mm -hmm. actually drive the tractor. I think he lives close enough where that's a possibility. So we'll find out tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> That's we live in a place where you occasionally do see a tractor driving down the main road. Yeah, 
or a horse and buggy. We have a lot of Amish nearby, so yeah, that's so pretty cool. That also works out pretty well if you go out for a, a run outside in the warmer months. People give you a wide berth as they pass you, so that's kind of nice. We've talked about that before. Like People in cities will drive close, go through the puddle, and splash you on purpose. Yeah. People out in the country will go wide to give you plenty of room because they're nice. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but we... Uh, in any case, it's just been a weird day. We, we've, I did a bunch of small things today. Yeah, I didn't really do much. I'm working on the ceiling in the chicken coop. We had a we have a powered chicken coop. There's an underground conduit uh, going from the house to it, so it's got regular power from the house. And there was a little chicken run that was attached to it, covered in, like it was surrounded with chicken wire. And we took all that down and put plywood around it and turned it into another section of coop. And of course, nothing is straight or square, so I had to deal with all that when I built it. But now we're going to build, I'm building a ceiling. More plywood is being screwed in. I'm going to insulate it because we're just assuming that this winter is going to be crazy and we're going to have another cold snap. Yeah, because last year <clears throat> it got really cold and one of our chickens, Ardra, got frostbite on her little head. So we wanted to try and prevent that from happening again. We did pretty well with the buildings overall. The chicken coop was our one point of weakness. So we want to make sure that we we do a little better. And we have more chickens now. So we can't, like, before we ignored the secondary coop, we just, the, the chicken door that used to lead from the chicken coop to the chicken run, and then the door from there was to the outside. Now the chicken door just kind of separates the two coops. And we've lowered it to halfway because then the goats can't get through it, but the chickens can. <laughs> Which is something you have to do when you have miniature goats because goats will go through the chicken door. It doesn't matter now because the food's not down or anything. Well, we had lowered it because we had the ducks in there. Um, yeah, for a while there were ducks roommating. Nas and Delvin were having their sister wife uh, nesting in there. So we wanted to kind of not let the goats go through. And bust up their nest because yeah. you wanted more ducks. Yeah. So that was why, and we just never raised it high higher again, because it doesn't matter, because chickens can still go through. Um, ducks can go the through if they really want through. to. But then the goats go in and out anyway. They don't go through the door, but both doors are open, so it doesn't matter. Because... Guinness, I could probably raise it, yeah. yeah. Guinness and Magners love the chicken water the best for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Those are our, our two brothers. They're itty-bitty goats. Yeah, not as small as Lucan, but they're the smallest, like, full-size, if you will. Yeah, is Lucan full-grown? I mean, not he's yet. Not, he's still a baby. No, I mean, not yeah. Lucan's not going to be... They don't stop growing for like three years, right? Supposedly. 
But I feel like... Yeah, I don't think he's going to get huge. Like, Guinness and Magners are probably at the size they're going to be. Oh, yeah. They get more round each year, but <laughs> height-wise, I think they're good. Yeah, right now all the goats are eating as much as they can, and they're fattening up for winter. Winter's coming. Yeah, and I'm trying to get as much hay as I can and fill up our storage with it to get us through winter. Yeah, that's a to-do, because you just never know how much hay you need. In other news, I dulled the uh, yet another chainsaw chain. The, the good news, all the trees on our property, according to a tree guy that was here, it's all good uh, wood for a wood stove. We don't have a wood stove, but it's all good hardwood for that. But some of the trees are so dense that your chainsaw blade doesn't stay sharp for that long. And lately I've started to dig around some of the stumps from trees I've cut down. And they're small trees. They're not nothing major. Uh, I think the largest one is like as thick as my, my calf. You know, my leg, you know. Um, so these are the kind of trees where when you're cutting them down, you can actually push them and kind of influence where they go. Uh, if it gets larger than that, I tend to let a professional do it. But for the ones I've cut down, I left a few stumps that are trip hazards. And the solution is to dig around them with a shovel and then chainsaw them as close as you can to the ground and then cover it all up with the dirt. And you end up just walking over it, just bury it. But the chainsaw ends up hitting the dirt, and dirt will dull a chainsaw blade. So now that chainsaw chain is, I'm just going to use it for a few more stumps because I don't want to waste a, the, I've got other chains, but I don't want to waste them on another place where I could hit dirt. So I'm going to use this chain as long as I can and reduce trip hazards. Also gives me more places I can drive the tractor without worrying about hitting something. But breaking news, outside there are pumpkins. Yeah, because so we had our event last weekend. Mm -hmm. Really, just last weekend, yeah. Halloween. Just a week ago. It's crazy, and of course we have extra pumpkins left over because go big or go home. Well, we didn't actually. We never know how many people are going to show up. We didn't and... really go big, but not a lot of people showed up. Regardless, and we were already home, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so in our case, go medium <laughs> and stay home. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because the pumpkins don't go to waste. I mean, all of our animals love pumpkins. The goats, well, not the sheep. The sheep do not like anything except sunflower seeds and their hay pellets. We have tried Cheerios. We have tried. Different vegetables, pumpkins, it's a no-go. But They're mainly into grass and grass-related things. <laughs> so maybe lettuces are more their route. We'll try them. Maybe. When they're on sale. But <clears throat> So the goats start off with the pumpkins because they're greedy. So do I, you smash them? I do. I smash... So I, you're out there smashing pumpkins? It's very stress-relieving. <laughs> you know, those places where you go to throw axes they should have them where you smash pumpkins because 
You try to find the big rock. The problem is the goats surround me because they know what's about to happen. We have mallets and hammers. Oh, it's more fun to throw it against a rock. You throw the pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you have a lot of stress, it's it relieves some of it. So I throw them against the rock. Usually it hits somebody. And I'm like, so sorry, but you knew it was coming. I mean. And it's a ricochet. It is. It's a pumpkin ricochet, so it doesn't hit as hard. And half the time it like rolls down the hill and then I have to go get it because my throws are not that strong. I'm not a strong person. So they're smaller pumpkins. They'll eventually break. And then the goats start off and get the seeds and then the ducks get in there and eat all the innards and then the chickens basically finish it off but if there's like random skin that the goats are interested in they'll play with it and run it around and and then the dogs even like them so the dogs were out back today yeah the, the outer <laughs> shell what do you call it the outter shell of a gourd of a the pumpkin <clears throat> the skin whatever the part that you carve when you make a jack-o'-lantern that like chunks of that laying around everybody thinks they're cool <laughs> and we're looking at a couple of goats playing with a piece of it yeah guinness is munching on it and playing with it and then owen came over and, but guinness won i guess because he's still munching <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's fun it's just fun to watch them have a good time with the pumpkins and during winter when butternut squash goes on sale I'll buy some up and then I'll roast them for them so they have like a warm treat in the middle of winter. Because you can, I shared this with one lady, she hates buying the butternut squash because to cut it is near impossible. So you just prick it like you would a potato and roast it for a long time and the skin becomes soft. And then if you're going to eat it yourself, you can just scoop out the innards but if you feed it to your animals, you can just give it to them once it cools a little. You don't want them to burn their little mouths. But they love the treats. And then... See, my first impression was you would go get a shotgun. What? If it's impossible to open. <laughs> but you could also roast it and soften it up. <laughs> I've got a pickaxe on the property. I have a... I could use a pickaxe. hatchet knife. We have hatchets. We have, we have, we have ways. What are those... Those knives. Oh, it's been so long. We have box cutters. No. Box cutter would break. Um, I have one of those heavy-duty knives, but I do not trust. And Oh, yeah, the gardening kind of knife? No, a kitchen knife. Oh, a cleaver. A cleaver, that's the word. Right. Yeah. I have one of those, but it's scary to use, so I barely use it. And but I you, have it in case. And if you don't penetrate the butternut squash and it... it <sighs> deflects to the side, it's you got a problem. problem. It's yeah. always a problem. So, Whereas if you use a pickaxe and you fail, <laughs> the butternut squash will just shoot off to one side. Or it will win. <laughs> it just wins and lives. <laughs> it's like, ka-ping, nothing. This is incredible. It lives another day. No, just pick it with a, a knife or a fork like you would a potato and throw it in the oven for like an hour. So you prick it, you like... Are you talking like you, you dig a hole in it? or Not even dig. You just, like, prick it. Like, sh you give it a shot with a fork. I don't know how to... 
Okay, so you basically break the seal on the outer skin. Yeah. So you don't to have to let go... the air seep in and out. So do you have to penetrate the? So it doesn't explode in your oven, basically. Okay, so you have to penetrate the shell. I feel like, just in case, I would. Yeah. So if you're having trouble with all of this, you can also go get a power drill. <laughs> or a, or a chainsaw. Or a chainsaw, but I think I think in this case. <laughs> A power drill is a more appropriate tool because you're talking about making a small hole to vent. Maybe a power drill and get yourself some drill bits that are specifically for food. Wear goggles. Wear goggles. <laughs> Maybe, well, you know, kitchens are specific and they have a lot of regulations and stuff. So get yourself a power drill that's just for the kitchen. I mean, that might be. And get some drill bits that are there. just for the kitchen. Why not, right? Yeah, and then you can just, and you've, rather than fighting with knives and stuff, just, done. And you've, you've vented it. In fact, make two holes, that way it can vent a little better. Well, it should be multiple holes, but whatever. Okay, so basically <laughs> you roast the butternut squash, yeah. and you've prevented, apparently, an explosion. Yeah, and prevented, you know, serious cuts, trying to cut cut it off the skin so it's just easier like i didn't i didn't, where did i learn this i really i don't know i think it was that stupid show uh oh crap i don't remember the name of it it has like it's on the food network I think it was the Food Network. How's that? Stupid show on Food Network is not specific enough. I know. There's a lot of them. That sandwich guy and then... Uh, is it called the, the Kitchen? That might be it. I don't know. I feel like they've run out of names. I think it was The Kitchen. Uh, we'll edit back and let you know. But We'll put it in the description if she remembers. I think that was where I learned. You can just roast and I'm like, are you kidding? Because you can do that with spaghetti squash which is also hard to cut. Just roast it first and then it's so much easier. The skin gets so much softer, which makes sense, right? Because it's roasting like a potato. Potatoes now, are super hard. Do you just hard. throw it out there or do you open it up first? I open it up. If I'm feeling very nice, I'll cut it so everyone gets a shot of getting something. Like, I'll, I'll chop it up for them. Which is now safe and easily doable. Yeah, easily doable. And it's funny because you give a goat butternut squash and then you look at them five minutes later and their, their entire mouth is orange you're like oh my god what'd you do and you're like oh yeah ah <laughs> uh, that was from the squash right okay <laughs> but it's one of their favorites and it's a winter luxury item because we try those beet pellets that everyone beet pulp yeah like you're supposed to says, like make like a mash or something yeah. for them yeah no that did not go over <clears throat> they did not want it they didn't want it at all she Went through all the rigmarole to do it and then... Soaked I, it and warmed it. I took it out there and they're like, no. <laughs> I was like, dude, she worked hard on this. And they're like, no. It, it, they don't care. So so goats are picky. They will not eat everything. It's amazing what they're picky about. Like the, the lawn in the back. I haven't had to mow the lawn since we got the goats. 
And now with the sheep, forget about it. Wait, am I saying that correctly? No. The lion, forget about it. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. But but with the sheep now, the, the lawn doesn't have a chance. I don't have to mow at all. But when it was just goats, there was one summer where there was a particular weed that the goats didn't want. and one they ate. summer. We've only had them for two years. It was then two summers ago. <laughs> but they, they didn't want it. And they let it grow. They ate everything around it. So there'd be these individual weeds sticking up out of the ground. And there were enough of them that I actually had to go down there and weed whack them. <laughs> so that the ground, so they wouldn't stand out. But everything else is, it, have, I guess they, those weeds didn't survive or they weren't really weeds. I don't know what they were. Maybe the sheep eventually ate them. Because my feeling is if it's a weed, it's indestructible. That's just like what I think of as a weed. I'm not a biologist. I just think flower, like uh, Gallagher, the comedian, he had a routine about this. If you if you try your best to keep it alive and it dies, it's a flower. And if you do your best to kill it and it survives, it's a weed. <laughs> Although some flowers are weeds, like those dandelions, but they're pretty. So you don't want to destroy them. And bees like them. So again, not a biologist. Mm. So take that, take whatever I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but the grass is is well kept now. It's it's with everybody. I've, in fact, Carol wants me to this next year open up more space on the property. the The problem is the goats overwhelm all the vegetation. They eat all the leaves off of everything, and everything dies. And Unless it can grow back really fast like grass, it doesn't stand a chance. And, and grass is also the goat's like third or fourth priority. They'll eat grass when there's nothing cool around. They'd much rather have bushes and stuff. But the new area I opened up a, a year or two ago is a dead zone. It was last year. Last year? Was it, yeah. Are you kidding me? We've only done this two years. I just I feel like it's been a long time. I, I know. But we've only had... We've done all this in three years. We moved into the house three years ago, August. The first year we got the fence, the initial fence up. The next year, goats. Well, it was first ducks, chickens, and then the goats. That's how it worked. Yeah, we So have... only two years we've had animals. Right, right, because the first winter, I only had to worry about the driveway. I just snow shoveled by hand our driveway. Because and you had to dig out a poo spot for the dogs. Right, but everything was by hand with a snow <laughs> shovel and because it was just a, a business area for the dogs and our driveway, and the back was left alone, and that's when we actually had a chance to sled. Yeah, when we actually had, like, real snow, yeah. and it wasn't ice. And little Alvin. So we have chickmunks around the property. They're all named Alvin. It's probably multiple. We all pretend that there's just one chipmunk. <laughs> I think and his name is Alvin. And he gets around because he's like in the back, he's in the front, <laughs> he's in the side. But He's a busy guy. He hangs out and no one bothers him. The ducks are just like, what else? Oh, I was also going to say the ducks eat grass too, depending on their mood. But they do... They'll take grass, they'll take some leaves and put it in their water and soak it and eat it. So So they're cooking. They're cooking their leaves. Yeah. They're basically preparing their meal. 
They are. It's pretty fun to watch. Animals use tools. <laughs> like I was raised to think that humans are so much better than animals because we use tools and they don't. And then I started finding out about all these animals that use tools. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Animals are definitely superior. Well, I mean. They are. Kara thinks animals are better. They are. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're nicer. Well, there's, there's, yeah, a lot of the most horrible things in the world were not invented by animals. And that's, when we say animals, humans are animals too, but we put ourselves apart. Yeah. But assuming that you're talking humans and animals, then yeah, animals have not really caused the major bit of trouble. No. That's sad, but... In any case, we've got... A lot of adjustments to make right now because we just did the time change. Last night was uh, the daylight savings time change, and it's it's spring forward and fall back. So which we, always confuses me. No matter how many years I am at, don't say my age. So right, it's always confusing. You're like, why, why? To keep it in perspective. This we normally get up at about four in the morning. Okay. Unless I have to work. Yeah, if Kara has a bake day, she gets up much earlier. But on a typical day when there's no bakery stuff going on, we all get up at four a.m. And, and typically, I get up first, and I let the dogs out, stuff. I make the coffee, and then Kara comes down. Whenever she has a chance to sleep in, I try to I try to like prolong that as much as possible. I don't really get to sleep anymore because as soon as the dogs come back in, even if he closes the door, our bedroom door does not close. And then you have the weird room door, which is right outside the bedroom. That's it's like a room that leads to another room. Yeah. So you can't consider it another bedroom, even though a real tour would, because it has a closet. But... Yeah. That would be insane. Like maybe a nursery, but then when the kid is older, you don't want to go through their room to get to the... Uh, yeah, it's if you, weird. If you, were a, if you were like a champion realtor, <laughs> what you would do is you would say that the master bedroom is a walk-in well, closet. You, you don't call it a master anymore. Oh, well, the main bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Primary, so the, I think. The primary? The okay. okay. So you'd say the primary bedroom is not that. It's actually a giant walk-in closet for the weird room. <laughs> the weird room is the bedroom and has a closet and then you just have a walk-in closet that has its own closet all right but then that would deplete <laughs> our our value of the house because then we'd be down to two bedrooms because we turn the downstairs bedroom into a laundry room so oh yeah 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 so we don't we don't we're not gonna say that but Anyway, so... Dude, quick quick note on why we don't call it the master bedroom anymore. Um, it's not about the master-student relationship. It's about... It's, it's a reference to slavery. They don't like the, the, the word master, yeah. which is understandable. I work in computer stuff. I do computer stuff for a living. And inversion control, which you can look up on the internet if you care, we have different branches where we write code, we save our stuff on different areas called branches. And the primary main branch that you have that starts everything 
is called the master branch. And people have stopped calling that the master branch. And they're calling that main now, which I disagree with. I want to call it production because I tend to think in a business sense of you have development, staging, and production. But I get it. They want to say main. But but they, it's interesting to me that that word is being removed, not just from real estate, but also from computer stuff. And probably other places that we don't even realize. Yeah, and in, in, in computers, I don't know how it is in real estate, but in computers, it is blatant. It used to be you would have like two hard drives that were hooked together. And when you hook them together, you would flip physical switches on the hard drives to say which one was primary and which one was secondary. And they were actually labeled master hard drive and slave hard drive, master and slave relationship. So that was like... That was the industry jargon at the time. So when people come and say, let's not use this word anymore in the computer realm, it's kind of like, you know what? Maybe we should have had this conversation like 15 or 20 years ago, but yeah, yeah, okay, let's stop doing that. Let's do something different. Why would you even have that as your... Admittedly, this was like the 1980s because I am a thousand years old and I remember... (laughs) Like, I remember the, I was a kid in the 80s, but I still remember people talking about this. Um, Were computers around in the 80s? My dad moved us to Miami, Florida for about four and a half years when I was a kid. So I went, I went to junior high. I did like elementary school in South Carolina. We went to Miami, Florida for a few years and I came back for my last two years of high school. So I showed up as a junior in high school in South Carolina, and I saw people I had not seen since elementary school. But when I was in Miami, we had stuff that was different. We had a swim team, which I didn't know existed, but I joined the swim team. And we had computer classes where I learned how to program in BASIC, which I'll tell stories about that another time. But we got introduced to computers a little bit, and it was a perfect time. Uh, I didn't go all the way with it, but other people did, and they make a lot more money than me. But yeah, there were computer classes and computer things in those days. But by today's standards, it was very primitive. And in those days, people would talk about, you know, set this hard drive to master and this hard drive to slave, and they wouldn't flinch when they said it. And, you know, I was very young at the time, so I I just went with what the adults were doing. And now looking back on it, it's like, ah, ouch. That's crazy. Did we really do that? So yeah, yeah. When somebody comes along and says, can we stop doing this? The only rational answer is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can stop doing this. It's crazy that we didn't stop doing this before, but now is better than never. So it's like when when somebody says the best time, was it the best time to plant a tree was... uh, 20 years ago or 30 years ago the second best time is now it's a, it's a climate change thing yeah i haven't heard that one well it's just a metaphorical thing for all climate change stuff the best time to do it was 20 or 30 years ago the second best time is now mm-hmm. uh, because we really should have been addressing this a long time ago but it's it's crazy to look back on things that were considered normal when i was a kid that now looking back it's kind of nuts. It's like, yeah, we totally used to do horrible stuff. 
I mean, it's still horrible stuff is going on, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least uh, the terminology is being changed. <laughs> there's been... Well, there's been gains made. I think I think we're certainly better off than we were when I was a kid in some ways. But, yeah, it's not finished. There's still oh, way, there's still a pile of work to do that's... We're nowhere near finished, but there are certain specific things that are better now than they used to be. Although I would argue that economically we're worse off. I, well, yeah, we're going into another recession, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, but as far as it's, there are there are places where you can claim a societal victory that we're better than we were, and I, I think part of growing older. If you're trying to be a better person as you go, if you're doing it right, when you look back at yourself 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you really should be disappointed with that person. You should look back at yourself from a long time ago and, and, and not be entirely proud of that person. I mean, there's certain things you should be excited about. Oh, I remember when we did this and that. And there's, there's good stuff. But overall, you should be more satisfied with who you are now as opposed to 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And like my, my hope, and this sounds bad, but my hope is that 20 years from now, I look back on today and think, what a terrible guy. Because I would have improved that much. I would have become a better person over 20 years. So you, you kind of want to be disappointed with your past self. I don't know. I, I disagree, to be honest. No? I don't think I was ever a terrible person. I didn't do anything wrong. I just had really bad luck. Okay, well, I'm from South Carolina, and I was raised in a really conservative <laughs> and I area. I was always poor. I always so, had to depend on my parents. Still kind of do, which is sad in this time and age. But being a small business owner, it's like, it's really hard. So your mileage may vary. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm talking from my perspective, and... It's a whole conversation of where I grew up and how I started and, and, and the beliefs that were around me when I was a kid. Uh, it's, a, it's a long walk from there to here. I always uh, tried to be a good person. so I did too, but being from where I'm from and the previous generation being what they are, even though my parents tried to steer us in a better direction, there's still like a lot of stuff that's like background radiation in the south it's like it, it's like we've told you when we moved around oh yeah well um we i went to the south just seeing like confederate flags everywhere it was insane i'm like are you kidding me they're still doing this and that's the thing is i i didn't realize and then i was still amazed that they were doing barbecues in a gas station it's like oh yeah yeah completely Barbaric culture down there. Sorry, Southerners. <laughs> I love you, but what the freak? So you're barbecuing near gas. Hello. Right, like somebody <laughs> the fumes and so yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, they they think that they're far enough away that it's okay. <sighs> but th we've talked about this before. But I I had spent my younger years carefully curating a specific group of people like I would find a social group that wasn't like that and once you do that once you find all the people that are 
like-minded that are a little better, you, you kind of end up distorting your, your view of the state. And you think that the, the state is just like this, like, like the, my personal version of South Carolina is the standard. And that's not true. And when I brought Kara around all the people I had chosen, the people I hung out with, she was very happy with all of them. But when she went out and got a job and was exposed to unfiltered South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Sexification work. Hello. She's like, Still what exists. The? It was It was pretty bad. And that's when I kind of realized that, oh, yeah, I, I very carefully filtered my life so that I could get away from that stuff and get to better things. So the bright side of that is good stuff does exist in all the states where you think like it's really bad. Uh, there are good people all over. There are subcultures all over. Uh, but yeah, those problems do exist and they're prevalent and those people are in charge. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of, so, so I guess coming from that environment, that's kind of how I get the attitude of you should always be disappointed in your past self because I guess I've, I've walked a long way. Uh, so for me, it's, it's been, I've, I've changed a hell of a lot. I nothing like I was when I was 20. I'm a far better person at 50 than I was at 20. I don't, I honestly don't remember when I was like at 20. I mean, I was a kid, but I don't know. No, I believe you. I think, I think you've been pretty much this kind of I've good been person the whole time. Genuine. Genuine? Is that the word? Yeah, genuine. Like, try to be the best me I can, but <clears throat> everything keeps piling up on me, which is really hard. So. Yeah, you've been a pessimist <laughs> since I met you. Well, there's reasons. I yeah, mean, there's good reasons for that. I've dealt with a lot in my life and. But you didn't have to deconstruct yourself. Like, you didn't start in a bad spot. You started in a pretty good spot. I mean, yes. I was loved by my parents. And I was given a beautiful home and great upbringing. Even though it was like I did not have the normal childhood. As yeah, but kids, I mean, but... as far as who you turned out to be, I, I don't think you had to travel as far... To get to where you are now, I think no, you're. I think you're I mean, probably. I, I believe you. I think you were probably pretty good even when you were younger. So you're not disappointed with your past self. I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've done bad things. Obviously, I've, you know, as a kid, you go out and have fun and do stuff, and there's that. It's like your rebellion side, but it wasn't like I don't have tattoos. I don't have piercings I got like my ears pierced but I don't wear earrings anymore because it's goats but she used to love <laughs> earrings so much and then the goats just and then they started hurting my ears so I'm like screw that and yeah then, because you stopped wearing them well no it was before that like just trying to sleep in them it would hurt and I'm that very was, I'm a very sensitive soul so that was one time i remember where earrings had dug into your ear yeah and you couldn't get them loose and you were upset oh, no, the backing like 
it was I had misaligned to, or something. I had to do like an impromptu surgery to get that oh out of you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So earrings may no longer. No longer a thing. I don't wear jewelry except for wear my wedding ring and then a clotter ring. I did have my engagement ring, but we had to cut that off. So we got to look for a new <clears> one because I'm sure they can't repair it. And I can't find Did you like jam your finger and it swelled up or something? No. Why did we cut it off? Why did I cut it off? Well, the stone fell off. Right. And you thought it had gone into your baking. Yeah. I thought it had gone into so you're, some. She was I'm terrified. So paranoid. She was terrified <laughs> like, oh that her gosh. engagement ring stone was in some baked goods she'd given Because out. it's not like, it's not, it was an emerald, not a real emerald. It was, I got it off Amazon. It was like $40. Come on. It yeah. lasted this long. It lasted. Right. How long have we been? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was 2012, I think. Yeah, so it lasts a long time. But, I mean, your fingers swell up as you get old. So, so basically, so it was. she found the stone. Found the stone. But the, where the stone was encased was snaggling everything like it would snaggle yeah the setting yeah because it's got these little fingers that are supposed to hold on to the stone right so but i couldn't get the actual ring off because my hands were are so swollen from working and so to to give you an impression of why that is it's not because she got older that's not it well i would say oh i gained weight but i actually didn't no you so didn't <laughs> we're <laughs> the, the reason is she has a, a we've talked about this before she has a, a disability on her right hand she has an injury a life-changing injury and so her right hand is not as strong as it used to be so she can't do as much with her right hand and so she does a lot more with her left hand so she tends to and, and because she's a workaholic by nature she maxes herself out it's, it's like imagine just driving your car and just flooring it all the time, all the time. Even when the engine can't take it, you floor it all the time. That's kind of how she operates. Yeah, so, my, my thumb has a callus, and then it has a callus on top of this callus. So, and, and it's like... <laughs> like, what the freak? <laughs> I have literally <laughs> run behind her and yelled at her <laughs> because she wanted me to lift something for her. And I was like, okay... But I'm, I, when she talks to me, I'm carrying something. Okay, just a second. And I go try to put the thing down that I'm carrying. And it's too late. She's already trying to lift the thing by herself. So I have to yell at her to stop, put the thing down, come over, stop, stop, stop. And then just kind of find some way to prevent her from trying to do everything all by herself. Because I'm like twice her, I'm twice her body mass. I'm just like, can I? You ask me to help, let me lift the thing. So she'll, she has to be policed. Well, so she doesn't try to do the whole world at once. Let's be honest. Sometimes I ask and it gets forgotten. No, no, no. I'm, and I don't want to be the nagging wife. I'm not talking about like, can you do this in the next few minutes? I'm talking about you're about to do it right now well, and you ask me and I'm literally trying to set something because down. Because I have the impatience of... Annette, I can't... She has no patience at all. No patience. Uh, and, and there is, like, on the farm, you have so many things going on. 
And if I don't do it right then, I'll forget about it. Yeah, because we, we, we do forget about things. <laughs> we, both of us. Forget about you it. You know, forget about it. It happens all the time. It's like, oh crap, it, I meant to do that yesterday. And it causes some, it, it causes some like, it's like a conflict. Effect. When you forget the thing that you wanted to do, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, I meant to do that. When you forget something that the other person asked you to do, it's annoying to mm -hmm. the other person. So, but we both forget stuff and it, it, it's, that's the, the kind of friction point that we have. There's, there's literally times where I have to like convince her to not try to lift things that are twice her weight or, and, and she'll, she'll, she'll do it. She'll, she'll try it. <laughs> and I won't succeed. I'll be like, oh crap. The worst thing Why? is, the worst thing is sometimes she will succeed, but then she's sore or she hurts something. I usually hurt something in the end. And it's, it's like, like you, it's bigger than you are. Can you please just, what am I here for? I'm, I'm here for like my contribution to this farm for the most part is not skill or knowledge. It's just body mass and physical strength. That's really everything else. As far as knowledge, Kara knows everything that I know, and she can do everything that I can do. The only things that I, I am exclusively capable of doing are stuff that require you to be bigger and stronger physically. Uh, like when we would go around the goats giving their treats, and the goats are all swarming around me, I have enough body mass to walk through a swarm of goats, and I'm okay, and I can move them and stuff. She can't do that because... She's just not big enough. Yeah, it's scary to give them their afternoon treats sometimes. I'm just like, I can't deal with you guys. Because Belfast and Cashel, Cashel is one of our biggest goats. And Belfast is the most aggressive. Like, not aggressive in a bad way. Aggressive in like, I want that now, ma'am. Yeah, he's the most impatient. He is the one why we built the double gate. Yeah. Belfast so, is the guy that's like, I can get up there. Yeah. And so he's the reason we can't have nice things. He's the one that gets his head stuck and everything. He is the problem child of the family. He's, a, he's impulsive and impatient. So. It Perfect gets, for this house. Yeah. Perfect for here. <laughs> he probably got it from me, I'm sure. <laughs> Same with the chickens and the ducks because they're all greedy, but sometimes it's too much and... There are times where I just can't really go out there and physically give them the treats because I just can't handle it. So I throw it over the fence, which they do not like, especially Cal. And he's like, I need the attention. I yeah. need you to hand me my treats. And Meanwhile, when I go in there, if I if I were to do it... Because they jump on me. And they, they do. And they pull my pants down, which is embarrassing. <laughs> It's happened numerous times. They do. They pants her. <laughs> Depending on what, like, I wear sweatpants most of the time because why? Why not? Why wouldn't I? I don't go anywhere. Is why? it with their feet? Yeah. Or, just because they're, they're trying to get up on they're you? They're trying to get up on me and they pull my pants down. Like, dude, you're lucky no one's in the farm shop. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, if I go in, just because of my, I, I, I'm like, I'm not even a big guy. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not tall. I'm not heavy. He's taller than me, though. So. 
It's it. She's <laughs> doesn't take much. She's just barely over a hundred pounds, soaking wet. That's what it is. And I'm about one eighty five. And I've shrunk, so I'm like five <laughs> one. So I used to be like five three. Five, two and a half. I don't, I don't think you actually shrunk. Yeah. Well, that's what the doctor said. Okay, so <laughs> the doctor said you shrunk? Well, they didn't say I shrunk. They said but your height. They said my height is now 5'1", okay. so that's shrinking. So there's an inaccurate <laughs> measurement somewhere. Meanwhile, I go into my physical and they tell me I'm 185 and I'm like, what? I cannot be 185. I, If I'm the, the muscle to fat ratio... For me, if I look like this, should be higher. But I never, I've never lived on a farm before. I've always exercised in other ways. So basically, it you can't nail somebody down by a body mass index or any other assorted nonsense. You kind of have to go case by case with people. Yeah, that's why the BMI is kind of ridiculous. It's it's total BS. It's complete BS. It doesn't have your Consider your bone density, your build. Like, according to my BMI, I had a doctor tell me... How I was, athletic you are. Yeah. You can be overweight and still be super athletic. I mean... I had a doctor tell me I was supposed to, to weigh, like, 150 or 160 pounds. And, like, I... That's crazy talk. That was, You'd be too scrawny and not my type. <laughs> at my skinniest, at my absolute skinniest, when I was running marathons and stuff i was i run myself down to maybe 175 if i'm at 175 i am a skinny dude wearing small t-shirts but i still have big legs because i i do i've always done leg stuff but I, I would never ever hit 160 without some kind of medical emergency uh, 150 is like Ugh. i'm not even here anymore yeah, you're like a teenager at that point. So the body mass index is total BS. But the thing is, the kind of physical activity I get now is different from at any point in my life. And I never imagined that I I would be 185 and because I, I still, I'm still in like 36 inch uh, jeans and I want to get back down to, I don't expect 32, but I want to get back to 33. So I'll, I'll work on that. But apparently just living on this farm, because during, during the height of COVID, I was over 200 pounds. And I've lost about 30 to 35 pounds living on this farm. And I keep telling him, farm work is exercise, but he never wanted to believe me until he saw the scale. But it's so slow. <laughs> it's like I've, well, yeah, I've been losing like 10 pounds. That of, way you keep it off. Like if you lose weight so fast, you won't keep it off. You'll gain it right back. But I've been losing like 10 pounds a year. It's that slow. And so I don't even think about the difference. But apparently, yeah, apparently I've been steadily losing weight the whole time I've been here. And maybe maybe next year I'll be down a pants size. I, I It's possible. It's possible, especially with me opening up because we're on a slope more. and... The more we open up, the more we're going to be walking up a hill. Yeah. We're going to gather all the animals. They'll be like, I'm too busy to come up. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm eating this I'm eating this bush right now. I'm eating this grass. <laughs> you can't bother me. But that's what you need to do is, like, you need to rotate your pasture. Like, this is totally not what we're talking about. But to open up more 
land helps the animals with parasites and we've mentioned this before, but parasites keeps them busy, keeps them engaged. Oh, because they're eating different things? Yeah. And if they're in the same pasture all year round, the parasites will build up and it will become an issue for sure. The goal is to get enough space for the amount of goats we have. I mean, we have enough space. We just got to fence it all off. I mean, right now they're content. Yeah, but 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 right now nothing besides the grass can survive because we have more goats. You want to open up enough space per goat that the vegetation has a chance to grow back. But right now the vegetation we have, if it grows back, the goats eat it. Yeah, those hops that we talked about that once lived here totally ha- gone. have not come back. Totally gone. <laughs> they came back last year, and now this year, no. Nope. They did come back last year? Last year, briefly. <laughs> For so there's a moment. Hope. There's hope, maybe? No, not anymore. The fences are clear. Ugh. There's not even twines anymore. It's totally gone. Because that's the thing. The the goats will eat the leaves off of everything, and then they can't make any food for themselves. They can't do photosynthesis, so the plant dies. Yeah. So we need to open up enough space. Well, that's true, too. (laughs) More hops, yes, please. Because you can make beer out of it. That that first year, that beer that came from our own hops. so good. I cannot describe how deeply satisfying (laughs) it is. To drink beer that your own wife made out of hops that came from your own property. And it was gluten-free. It yeah. was, you know, because I can only do gluten-free, but... It's like we're drinking it. It's like, this is really all us? All from here? It's all It's like super-duper local? Back there, we're not going to... So I've got to open up... Here, again, I'm going to say this again. You've got to open up enough land... For the number of goats we have, that we can actually create a balance so that the goats don't overwhelm the vegetation. There's plenty of vegetation for them. So that means a lot more land opened up on the property, which we have the acreage. I just got to open it up. And not more goats. Mm. Same number of goats. The more (laughs) grazers and the more foragers we add... I want different animals. Oh, Obviously, God. the next... I mean, we've discussed this. The next step is pigs. That is what it's, I'm pushing for next. Though. It is. You want no more goats. And Callan would disown me at that point because he's already hateful. She's also talking so, about miniature horses. So we're thinking about donkeys, but there's such bad rap on donkeys. Like, they don't like dogs. They might not agree with your goats or your ducks and it's although they make good guardian animals if they don't get along with anyone what's the point so you have a difficult time with a donkey of from an early age you have to convince the baby donkey that these dogs are part of its herd and once once the donkey associates your dogs and everybody else with its own herd but there's no good. guarantee. Right. There's no guarantee that that'll happen. So Even at a baby age. What if it fails and they don't think of your dogs as part of its herd? And then your dogs will get injured or your donkeys will get injured or some other animal Because this, this goes back to wolves from thousands of years ago. Donkeys have a genetic 
uh, predisposition to not like anything related to wolves. No. So it's like a genetic beef from previous generations. So Miniature horses, not as much. No. They're adorable and they're cute and lovey. And Kara's convinced that we can actually train them to pull, pull a cart around. Carry carts full of whatevers if we train them correctly. I mean, that's what you want, right? Horses on other farms do farm work with those. They like Plows plow and, and stuff. stuff. So miniature horses would be very content to do just every now and again, pull a trailer. Keeps them busy, keeps them happy, keeps them motivated. So they'll get plenty of treats, plenty of love. Plenty of exercise. You see what I'm dealing with? I feel like, but pigs are the next goal. Totally not. Because the Cooney Coonies are apparently, they don't root up like other pigs. They are more grazers, which as soon as we open more land, grazers <clears throat> are good. We've got a lot of grass. Except we have to open up land <laughs> to make up for the animals we already have. No, well, no, I feel like we got enough land open for the animals we have. Because it's not like they're overcrowded. I don't, if I could, if only we knew how much land was actually fenced off. I feel like there's about two acres maybe. Because we got the three back sections and then we got the front section. Yeah. Not including the front yard. Right? I'd say three at the top. No, i say like. Two and a half, two maybe. Two and a half? Okay. Which is plenty for... I mean, the ducks don't travel far. They can't. The trouble with the living on a slope is the more we do, which we want to do, that means we have to go further down and walk all the way back up. Yeah, he wants one of those two by two... Side, side by side. Sorry. Side by side. So he doesn't have to walk. But if you walk up, you get more exercise, you lose more weight. Just saying. Well, there's but. a there's a line. There's a <laughs> or line. Or you get the horses and they can pull you up. There's a line. Once you cross With it, you're like, this sleigh. is crazy. Oh my gosh, we could do a little sleigh rides in the winter. Come on. Oh. Yes. Yeah, but they like they're tiny horses. They can yeah. only pull so much. Well, one person at a time. We'll talk about it. We get like four of them and look, two people at a time. I don't we'll know. talk about we'll it. We'll have to. But we'll do like someone already mentioned we got to do like goat hikes. So we got to open trails up for. Yeah, we got to build like walking paths and stuff like yeah. that on the property. I mean, it's relaxing to do walking, like to stress, to relieve stress, to walk around a nice atmosphere. I Let's do an say. episode on that. Let's do an episode on plans we have for the property. Yeah. Well, because now we're all already in an hour, so it's yeah. time to wrap up. So the nonprofit <clears throat> is in. We're gonna do our first annual meeting next weekend, which will be fun. I gotta come up with an agenda and all this jazz and figure out. There's a lot to do when you own a nonprofit. You gotta make money somehow. So I'm trying to figure that one out. So if you like us. And want to donate? Go to my Instagram. There's donate buttons, and then or, or the website anchormefarm.com. Yeah, is there a donate button on there yet? There's a donate on the main page and all the pages. I all will right. change it so that there is soon a donate 
on the main navigation. But right now you can totally find a donate. I'm working on Patreon. I just it's been a rough week and a half, so we're gonna I'm gonna figure that one out and do more content and all that jazz. Yeah. But in closing, I just want to point out because we had the time change, spring forward, fall back. It's now like dark. It's, it's like two o'clock now. We're gonna have to put the animals to bed in about an hour at like four twenty-three. Yes, when the three, sun sets. Three twenty-two right now, and the sun is setting. Well, yeah, we got an hour before official sunset at four twenty-three. The animals are gonna be but so mad. There's also a forest behind us, so the sun dips but, behind yeah. the forest and it gets dark. Still, I just want to point out that before the days of cell phones. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> Half the clocks oh. in the house are... One clock still doesn't have a good battery, so it's at 11.30 forever, but... Half, a lot of people, <laughs> for those of you who are younger, back in the day... I don't even know. There were people who had their clocks wrong way <laughs> after time change. You go to work an hour late or an hour I was, late. <laughs> I, I was late every year. I actually got phone calls at my apartment. Where I'm getting, I'm like putting on my 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 shirt for Kinkos, and now it's called FedEx Office. It used to be called Kinkos. I'm like putting on my work shirt, about to leave the house. My phone rings. Brian, where are you? It's like I'm getting ready. I'm about to leave the house. Why? Why? What's going on? It's like you're late. Ah, oh, time change. I, I was an hour <laughs> off. I, every year I was late. Yeah. Or early, and that's worse. That is worse. You show up early. <laughs> You don't if have you, to? If you have a mall job and the mall's <laughs> Oh my God. Like, what the heck? What am I supposed to do? Never in my life did I get that right by myself. I, I, <laughs> I, it never got managed until my mm. cell phone started magically taking care of it for me. With all the digital stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I've never, I have never managed daylight savings time successfully on my own. You would in my life. this day and age that all the clocks would do it on their own. But I am... You like analog clocks. I, know, I am old school. But you would think the ovens would do it on their own. Maybe if we knew how to program them right, maybe they the would. The car is wrong for half the year. Yeah. Well, until I get in it, and then it, I change She it. fixes it. But yeah. he doesn't know how. I haven't so. gone through it to fix it. And and I should fix it because you said it like five or ten minutes fast. Well, yeah, so you're never late. <laughs> All the clocks are five to ten minutes late. Or, or like, you fast. Know, fast. Yeah. Can you believe this shit? Yeah. Because I need to have a buffer because he's always late and baking, you're always late no matter what. And especially winter is harder because it takes longer to proof stuff and you don't think, like, oh crap, why is this taking so long? Right. And then, yeah. So plans for other episodes, things we want to do with the property. And let's go over baking in different kinds of weather. Mm. Why not? And an old house. I mean, there's yeah. many obstacles. But we're way over time. Uh, as we're re recording this, we're four minutes over the hour. So have a good whatever you're doing. Bye. <laughs>